Hey guys, welcome to the Access Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Vinny Masana. It's been a long time since we checked in, about a month. Um, you know, not a lot of downtime, obviously. Busy with the high school baseball season. And uh, as you could probably tell, this is my Jordan flu game today. Not feeling well, so I've been sitting at home all day and just wanted to get some content out there. And I also thought it was a great time to kind of recap the season and uh, just talk about some <clears throat> upcoming events that we have. A lot of people probably know about them, but if you are just an avid podcast listener or if you're busy, I don't blame you. I'll go over that now. Um, so our next event that we have, we're doing a, we are doing a co-branded showcase with Blue Chip Prospects. That's for underclassmen, and that is next week, actually, a little over a week away at Mitchell, Mitchell Field in Nassau County, home of uh, Malloy. Um, we got a good turnout for that, and we're going to have a ton of... Uh, ton of high-end division one coaches so really looking forward to that um obviously we do the coverage of the hamptons league in the summer we do the boys of summer we do the east coast um we got we got a lot of game coverage going on on a week on a weekly basis we're also doing the blue chip collegiate league as well actually today just had uh, one of our reporters cover doubleheader between next level and 17 sports um, then the big one, of course, is the Access Invitational. We've done it three years. It's grown each year. This year we have 48 teams. It's July 21st to 24th at the 4th at the town of Brookhaven Fields. Really looking forward to that. The first year we had about 30 teams. Last year we had about 40. This year, 48. So obviously looking forward to that. I'll have somebody at each field doing the social media coverage. Um, then the big one, we got the Mike Liederman Cup, which last year was the first one. Um, that is the top 2023 players on Long Island versus the top 2023 players from the boroughs. Last year was the inaugural year. Obviously, the mission of the game was to raise money for the ALS Foundation in the name of um, Mike Liederman, who was a tremendously influential person here on Long Island, outstanding person, great baseball guy as well. So really happy with how year one went and next in this year, year two, looking to turn it up a notch, get... Uh, good scout presence at the game, and I think that will be a must-attend if you are a draft prospect or a draft hopeful for the 2023 draft. So um, we are surveying the college, uh, I'm sorry, the local travel organizations for their top players. Obviously, I have a pretty good idea of who the players are. If they're 2023s, they were likely varsity players, so there's a lot of people right off the bat that are, you know, all-county players that are likely to be in the game, so looking forward to that. That's August 11th, by the way. That same week, we're going to do our, um, I guess you would say, second annual home run derby, even though I did it in 2017 and 2018. Took a couple-year break, so bringing it back this year, last year, was a great success. We had uh, Sean Lane beat Nick Roselli in the finals, so uh, we got a good turnout for that. There's about 15 players, um, different age groups, brackets. We got college kids. We got high school seniors. We even have incoming freshmen in high school. We're going to have a mesh fence for those guys, um, and some of those kids are really exciting players that I've actually known about from covering games for the last couple years. So that's going to be on August 16th at Diamond in the Pines. And then we got the Access World Series, which is September 9th to September 11th. That's going to be at a couple different fields. We got Holy Trinity and St. Dominic Complex, and that's strictly invite only 12 teams. We are at max capacity on that. So that's what's coming up. Um, also would like to start being more active with the podcast. And as you guys probably know, we did a video series uh, podcast form in video uh, format the last several years and that's usually a 10 episode series in the fall and talk about some of the top performers from the summer we have a special guest on each week 
And uh, last year we did it at Showtime Athletics. The year before that we did it at Pro Game. So we'll see. Um, you know, both are great locations. We'll see what ends up happening. We'll have an announcement probably, you know, before the end of the whenever when the kids go back to school. <clears throat> um, all right. So that was a lengthy introduction, but thought it was necessary. The biggest news, obviously, is Chaminade winning the first annual uh, state championship for Catholic school. So forever, they had talked about doing this. Um, it was always kind of, I guess, in the in the works, and it never took off. I know in 2020, it was locked and loaded for COVID year, and then they had to scrap it at the next, at the last minute and had to play it safe for the next year and didn't book it either. So this year it happened. You know, Chaminade went in as a heavy favorite, but there's a lot of good teams out there. They uh, they hosted it at St. John's, and to nobody's surprise, at least that's watched Chaminade over the last two years. Um, they won, led by their great pitching staff, J.J. Gaddy in Game 1, John Downing in Game 2, both through shutouts, one nothing and 3 nothing, And uh, Nolan Norrocki had the walk-off hit in Game 1. He also had the big go-ahead hit against Kellenberg in the Nassau-Suffolk Championship, which... That was an incredible series. Kellenberg actually won the first game against John Downing and was looking to win the series, and Chaminade was not going to let it go down like that. They're just too good of a team, even in the sweltering heat. I think it was about 94 degrees on that Tuesday, and uh, they won They won game two, and they won game three. Uh, game three wasn't particularly close. They broke it open. You know, they just have too much pitching. Andrew Heiderstadt was their guy. Um and you know they had they were fortunate that they didn't have to deal with uh Kellenberg's top pitcher Andrew Koshi who was hit by a pitch the day before and was a little bit compromised but he's he's going to be back next year and they're going to have to worry about him obviously but in the meantime Chaminade won again i mean you're talking about uh one of the best teams that we've ever seen on Long Island his in Long Island history they won they lost what two, one game during a regular season and they lost one game in the playoffs um just an impressive, impressive group. I mean, that pitching staff, J.J. Gaddy and John Downing, I mentioned Andrew Heiderstadt, and they could come at you with a number of different impressive arms in the bullpen, which they really didn't need to use them that often. But Antonio Tufano quietly had, you know, seven saves. <laughs> the lefty, junior lefty, you know, he's a kid they're going to have back next year. Obviously, they'll have to replace their 15 seniors. And there's not much is said that that hasn't been said. I mean, they have Division One players up and down the lineup. You know, they graduated a bunch of them. Nolan Noraki headed to Michigan. Brady Steiner headed to Maris. That's about as good of a double play duo as you're going to see. Nick Ungania had 471 in the regular season with almost 30 stolen bases. He's going to Binghamton. Um, just one of the better top-of-the-order hitters that I've ever seen. Just does everything right. And, um, you know, credit to Coach Mike Piencos. Even uh, after 40 years, he still has the, the love and, and motivation to keep doing this every single year. So... I'm sure he is going to want to go out on his own terms, and nobody would blame him whenever <clears throat> whenever he does that. I mean, they uh, <clears throat> it was just a very, very impressive year, and it's a shame that there's some good teams every year that just run into Chaminade that maybe in another year they would have had a shot. Um, you know, they had a couple, they had a little window where other teams were able to compete for a championship, notably you know, 20, 2016 and 17 when Kellenberg was a team to beat, 2018, the Logan O'Hoppy-led St. John the Baptist, and then um, 2019, Chaminade kind of began their reign again. And that kind of segues us to the big news of the day. Um, Casey McKay, head coach of St. John the Baptist, um, <clears throat> who's one of the better in-game tacticians, great motivator, 
led his team, as I mentioned, to the 2018 championship, was right back there in 2019 in the uh, semifinals. And he announced today he's stepping down. He's going to be the assistant coach. Um, and Ryan Dalton, who was a graduate of the school, 2015 graduate, played at LIU Post back when it was um, Division II campus. And I was I was very surprised. I got to say it's a you know private matter for Casey, and he's allowed to do whatever he feels is the best decision for him. But um, yeah, he's a young guy that I really uh, respect, and you know best of best of luck to him on you know this next next phase for his in his career. So a um, couple other things: Massapequa and Calhoun took home the Class AA and Class A championships respectively. Um, both of them lost in the state semifinals on Friday. Um, both, both close games. I think Massapequa lost seven to six to McQuay Jesuit and Calhoun, uh, two run game against, um, against Hamburg. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, yesterday was the big awards dinner. Tomorrow is the Nassau County, all County dinner. And everybody always asks me about this and look, I hate to pat myself on the back, but I was not surprised one bit with the results of yesterday. And that's a complete credit to the players that won and a lot of years it is um you know there's probably about four kids that are that are in contention right up into the last day but i think josh noth of pat med kind of sealed it on that april 20th perfect game against riverhead because at that point his numbers were just head and shoulders above anybody you know there's a lot of players that that you can make a case for but as a league one pitcher you know he beat he beat everybody um and he had to win that tough that tough game against Smithtown East, uh, Sachem East rather to uh, clinch a playoff spot at that point, you know, that's, that's all anybody needed to see. And it doesn't hurt, you know, he broke the school strikeout record, which unless you've been living under a boulder, you know, that there's a guy named Marcus Stroman that had that record for the last uh, 12 years. So 107 strikeouts in a 18 game high school season, you know, seven starts. It's, it's just crazy. Um, obviously that was boosted with the 20 strikeout performance, but his average game was about 13, strikeouts and he hit 380 added three home runs and he's back next year so uh bad news for league one hitters is that they're gonna have to face josh again um in talking with some scouts and and just uh reading the tea leaves i mean i would be shocked if he's not a top one two or three round draft pick next year obviously he has to perform and that's not to be over understated you know he's got to go out he's got to continue to probably put up similar numbers to he did this year and throw and show command of all speed pitches because like i've said in the past when pitchers are on that level you're graded on a curve and new york in particular has a dearth of high-end hitters so there's going to be a lot of pitchers that have good numbers so when the scouts do come down which will be fairly frequently they're going to want to see that he could command his changeup, which i've heard from his summer coach that is looking really good and obviously the slider is is outstanding so you know, you compare a low to mid nineties fastball with the repeatable mechanics, command of two off speed pitches, one of them showing plus potential. I mean, that's all the makings for for a draft pick. So, best of luck to Josh. Hopefully, he enjoys this uh, with his friends and family, and he comes back next year and um, and is able to perform. Uh, Billy Steele of Shore and Wading River. He's the West Point commit. Uh, he won the Paul Gibson Award. No surprise there when I watched him. I mean, he was far and away the best pitcher. Uh, I thought outside of, of Noth this year, I thought that, um, you know, if Noth, if Noth didn't have the hitting numbers and he was going to have to settle for the Paul Gibson award, then it would have been an interesting competition. But, you know, you put one as the Yastrzemski award winner and Steele, who actually is a good hitter in his own right, 
basically was the next next in line to get the uh, the top award. So credit to Billy. Um, the games that I watched him, he was always outstanding. The one game that he lost in the playoffs against Mount Sinai did not get hit hit hard. His, his command was the issue, and uh, that was probably the first time I ever saw him struggle. I guess with his command, but um, he was dominant in every other outing through through several no hitters in his career, and always seemed to have no hit stuff. So he's gonna he's off the college. He's gonna go to Army West Point, and from what I hear, he is a um, he's looking to go to looking forward to going to school. Um, Let's see. For the favorites for the... Um, oh, I'm sorry. I skipped one. So the Silver Slugger Award, that was Luke Filippi from Port Jeff. And when it comes to these awards, um, it really doesn't matter the size of the school. I know there's going to be some detractors that say, oh, who did he play against? Yada, yada. Look, he's a class C Long Island championship. So he, he beat every team that he had to beat. His numbers were comical. He batted 750 with an 803 on base percentage, not slugging. 803 on base. So he was on base more than eight times every 10 at-bats. Um just just was playing on another level you know he had uh 41 runs scored i'm sorry 41 rbis 32 runs scored and um was just was one of the best players on long island this year his numbers were were dictate as such and he's another one that had a case you know you can make a case for the other two awards above it but it's just kind of how the the um cookie crumbled this year so um those were the top three awards um Diamond Award, as I mentioned, by the time you're listening to this, you might have already gotten the news. Um, I don't know who the winners are. If I had to guess, I would think just from my uh, observations that Dylan Banner will get one of the awards and Brian Chin will get the other. That's just me reading through the tea leaves. I don't, I haven't been told and nobody likes to tell me because they don't trust me to not put it out there. Um, if I had to say best game of the year, because that's a question that I always get asked, that I was in attendance for at least, it had to be the Calhoun carry game. Um, back in late April, where Ryan Degnan and Brian Chin both had no hitters into the sixth inning, which was unbelievable. And um, Calhoun went on a walk-off. It was just just one of the best pitching matchups you can imagine. Two aces at the top of their game just shoving inning and inning, inning in and inning out. Um, that was the first game of the series. Carry ended up, I'm sorry, uh, Carry won the first game. Calhoun ended up bouncing back and winning the next two games. Calhoun, as I mentioned, great postseason run. They knocked off some really good teams, including Clark in the championship. Knocked off the, I guess you could say, the favorite in Rocky Point, just from the standpoint that Rocky Point was riding a 17-game winning streak. That's not to take away anything from Calhoun. They proved their medal, but, you know, if you... If Vegas were making odds, you'd probably go with the team with the 17-game winning streak with the four Division One players. So credit to Calhoun. And also, you know, uh, that's not to take anything away. Rocky Point, they 17-game winning streak. I mean, there was one point in the season where Eastport South Manor was neck and neck with them, and then they just left them in the dust, basically. Um, you know, Anthony Anzalone, outstanding coach. He was the assistant when they won in 2018. He took over the program when... Um, when Andrew Ashitino stepped down following that season, and it only took him a couple years. 2020 doesn't count, so, you know, 2021, they were good. This year, they put it all together. And then talking to some of the parents on the sidelines, look, they knew what was in front of them this year. Cody Miller was our preseason player of the year. Dominic Carbone's one of the favorites for the Yastrzemski Award next year, I would say. Sean Hamilton won the playoff MVP. Um, Nick Benhart, uh, Central Connecticut commit, terrific, terrific pitcher, <coughs> was, their, was their guy for most of the season. And, um, you know, it might be tough for them to, to duplicate what they did this year. But, look, they still have 
They still have a strong pipeline. Anzalone's a great coach, and usually when teams win, you know, it breeds um, it, it breeds competition the next year in the program. So I would be shocked if they if they fell off in any significant manner. So that's the big news that I kind of wanted to talk about today. Went for 16 minutes. I would definitely like to do this a little bit more regularly, maybe put it on Patreon so that we could um, foster a community. And um, like I mentioned, those are our events coming up. I think it's really important that we do these events so that we have more of a a physical presence as opposed to just being the social media guy. And, um, you know, with your guys' support, they've gone well over the years. Like I mentioned, 48 teams in a tournament is nothing to scoff at. So looking forward to building that over the years and hopefully adding more and more stuff, you know, more more competition events, maybe do some, something, um, you know, during the, the draft the way MLB is looking to do with, with uh, skills competitions, I think those are always fun for young kids especially. So thank you guys for tuning in to another edition of the Access Baseball Podcast.